0: Welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> I am your host, Becky Cavanaugh, and I have my co hosts with me today April D. Metzler, Jessica Lindsay, and Vanetta Carter. We are the Godfidence Moms, and we do not have all the answers, but we know who does. And today we're talking about part two of the bullying. We started talking about this last broadcast, and this is something that adults deal with, kids deal with. This is something that happens emotionally, physically, spiritually, uh, psychologically. I mean, just so many different levels. But today we're going to give you some Christian tips. And the reason I say Christian tips is because the world will tell you, completely different than what the word says to do. Uh, and we know that biblical truths matter. So what we're going to do today is we're just going to go through and we're going to start with Veneta and we're going to do tip one. Okay. And i am going to put it on the screen here for you, Vanetta, And then if you can also talk about the scripture reference.
1: Yes. And tip number one says, recognize bullying behavior when you are aware of it. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Matthew 7, 20. Yeah, that's um, pretty powerful. Knowing them by their fruit. Let's talk yeah. about it. It's so important that you um, are aware of the people that you're around. Um, the Bible even tells us to know those that labor among us. You know, so, I mean, if you are around someone or around a group of people and, you know, they're being controlling or being manipulative or, you know, they're not people of their word. They're not people of integrity. They're not people of character. You know, they lose their temper quickly. I would say those are some things that you definitely want to really lean into and just be aware of. Because it's a matter of time before they start treating you that way as well.
0: That's good advice. That's good advice. So if your child is dealing with this, this is something that you really need to sit down and talk to them. You know, uh, the Bible is very clear about knowing them by their fruit. And unfortunately, we live in a culture where if you're born in the U.S. and you go to church, you're a Christian, and then we know that's not the case. And so when we see these behaviors, when we see this manipulation and this controlling type thing, we need to address it. And so that's very powerful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, so Jessica, I'm going to put you over here to take two. Mm-hmm. All right. So tip number two,
2: seek wisdom from God on how to deal with it. And the ver- scripture for that is for the Lord gives wisdom for his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. That's Proverbs two, six. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely. Um, and, and to add to that, definitely seek wisdom from God, uh, from the Holy spirit on how to deal with it. Uh, but also that comes with um, when you go to somebody of godly, um, you know, of godly character that you can ask um, for advice from. Uh, and, and not that they're going to give you the answer, but that, number one, um, that they're going to confirm to you what should already be in your spirit that God's already talking to you about, number one. Um, but also um, that you can look at and say, does this line up with the word of God? Is this person telling me, um, you know, what, what lines up with the word of God? So, yeah,
0: that's really, that's really good. Amen. Amen. And tip three, April got you over here. This is, you know, listen, this is good stuff here, y'all. This is this is for you to help your your teen, your tween, your grade schooler, your college student or yourself. Amen. Go ahead, April.
3: Yes. So tip three is free yourself from the temptation of revenge. And that scripture is Romans 12, 19. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. And so many times, so often we want to react And especially when we feel attacked. And so on the receiving end of bullying, you know, we would be receiving those punches of words or even people getting literally physically pushed around if you're in person. But when it comes to cyberbullying, obviously, it's just words and keyboard warriors on there. And uh, we've got to be mindful of the fact that, you know, God takes that revenge for us. He is our vindication. We don't have to vindicate ourselves. Jesus didn't defend himself. He actually went through that whole process getting condemned, you know, blasphemed, uh, cursed at, you know, all sorts of kinds of stuff being thrown his way. And, uh, and he didn't speak a word and yet, you know, he took that upon himself, um, and endured through that. And so what does it look like for us to actually do that in our daily lives? When we feel attacked to take that, that step back and just respond from a place of, of love and even forgiveness, you know, he said, Forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they're doing, basically. I'm paraphrasing, but um, I'm not going to go King James passage on you. It sounds weird when you say it like that. But um, <laughs> this is new English, not old English. Um, but I, I like the King James Version. But it's it's just that, that spirit of, of um, hate can creep in really quickly if we're not careful. And so we don't want to be the ones that um, are casting the first stone when we ourselves, you know. Uh, aren't blameless, so.
0: Absolutely, and I think a lot of times we do that, especially in the mentality of the culture, it's really easy to take the stance of a victim, and we are not, listen, if you are a victim of a crime, if you're a victim of bullying, if you're a victim of domestic violence, whatever the case may be, we are not minimizing what has happened to you or what you might be going through, but you are created in God's image. And he did not design for you to live like that and responding in a biblical manner instead of reacting in a worldly manner will take you a long way. And so uh, I don't know who that's for, but if you are in that situation, seek help, seek help. So I'm not, it's not sure, but I just feel like that's for somebody, maybe somebody on the replay. So, okay, Vanetta, we're back to you. Tip number four, key number four, whatever you want to call it.
1: Tip four, resist the urge to ignore or delay action. Now, Lord, our God, deliver us from his hand so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, Lord, our God. You know, I love what it says. Resist the urge to ignore or delay action. And I know when I was younger, because I didn't have a high self-esteem about myself, I used to want to be like so bad that I was willing for people to just say whatever they want and, you know, and just pretty much just dump their garbage on me. And I would walk away feeling horrible. But I think once I grabbed a hold of who I was and who I was in God and started having a God confidence you know, I began to address things. And I believe that the underlining uh, factor, it has to be love, you know, because you can tell someone in love, you know, I don't like the way that you just spoke to me. You know, I don't think what you just said to me was okay. You know, and you can say it from a good place. And, you know, it can be very convicting to that person. But I think we sometimes train people how to handle us. So it's very important that we watch how we allow people to handle us. You know, you cannot speak at me, you have to talk to me because I'm a person. You know, and it takes years to be able to speak up and to speak out in love and to do it in a good way, you know, where it's a teaching moment for that person, but you are creating a place where you're saying what you're not going to do is you're not going to treat me in a way that is not okay.
0: That's good. That's really good. It's about setting boundaries. And if we do not have appropriate boundaries in our life as adults, then the next generation looks at us and thinks that's the norm. And it's really not acceptable to allow unacceptable behavior. So man, these are good tips. I wish I would have known these when I was younger. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, Jess, we're going to give you over here, we're going to give you uh, tip number five.
2: Uh, tip number five, search at, out advice from other uh, courageous believers. And the scripture that goes along with that is plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Proverbs 15, 22. And I think I covered that <laughs> uh, uh, with the last uh, tip. I kind of joined the two there. Um, definitely, you know, seek out... Um, you know, just, um, some guidance as far as, as that goes, um, you know, again, uh, I, I, I'm not even, I'm going to paraphrase this and I'm sure I'm going to botch it, but there's actually scriptures that talk about, I mean, it may be somebody, it could be somebody that, um, you know, because bullying happens in, in all kinds of areas, Mm -hmm. but the scriptures talk about going to that person and, um, and, and, and having a confrontation, a healthy confrontation with that person. And then if they don't, um, if they don't are aren't receptive to it, to go back with, with actual counsel with, you know, with your, with your elders or with somebody else. Right. And so, and I think it's really important. I think, I think we need to have our, our group around us. So, um, you know, that, that says, um, you know, I'm here for you. I'm here to walk this with you. I've walked this before. So let me walk alongside you as you handle this, um, you know, so that you can get the, the, you know, most out of, out of the situation and mm-hmm. and all parties not just yourself but for that other person
0: yeah absolutely and i would i would have to say and i love that scripture i really do um you know be in one version says out of the multitudes of counselors there's safety and so we need that safety around us we need that tribe of people that understand what we're going through and so it's really good thank you jess that's really good okay tip number six april
3: <laughs> tip number six says take action when prompted by the holy spirit and the scripture for that is galatians 6 4 each one should test their own actions and <laughs> i <laughs> this is an accountability passage is what this is um but it goes back to you know we we can't control other people We can't control what they do. And uh, Vanetta was uh, spot on about establishing those boundaries and the need for that. But when just if you're not familiar with boundaries, it's not trying to limit or constrain their behavior, because, again, you have absolutely no control over that and what they choose to do. However, you can say something as simple as if you continue to choose this behavior, then I will and then fill out the blank of the consequence. And it's super simple, super easy, but you just sometimes have to continuously with some people, you'll have to reinforce that same boundary and say the same thing every time that that bad behavior or hurtful or harmful behavior comes your direction. And a good fill in the blank is I will leave this house for 20 minutes or I will leave this room and then come back and see how things are, you know, or I just won't be here, you know, in this environment. As you choose to act that way, you know, I'm, I'm just throwing out a hypothetical, but boundaries work and it's great, but you can only, um, you can only take actions on your stuff and, and it's, it's, that's all you got to do, you know, just make sure to understand that. Don't take it personally. If someone's attacking you actually more than likely all about them not about you anyways and your identity is a child of god a daughter of god a son of god you know whoever's catching this broadcast it's not in someone else's opinion or words or thoughts that they share on social media about you um so it's really just that self-evaluation accountability to the word of god and who are you do you know who you are and if if you do then are you standing for a minute so
0: Wow. Accountability scriptures are so powerful and they're so needed and it, everything comes down to identity. Our lens through what we allow in our life is going to be based on our inner core of do we believe that we are who God says we are. And the more you get to know that, the more confident, god you will become in your dealings with people and the difficult ones as well so okay so this is one of my favorite ones this is tip number seven it's a final tip but it's a good one so we will give you tip number seven
1: okay it says pray for the bully salvation and deliverance but i tell you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your father in heaven And, you know, honestly, when a person has hurt you or is hurting you, it's not the easiest thing to do to pray for a person like that. But I believe for those of you that are watching, you might have been hurt. You might have been taken advantage of. By some people. And you know what? I believe that the Lord will give you the strength and give you the endurance and the tenacity that you need to begin to pray for that person. You know, it's so important that we do that because we know that God, he's not sleeping and he saw the whole thing. He sees and he knows and he cares about any and everything that you could have ever gone through, he is totally aware of it. So it definitely takes a level of humility to begin to pray for a person that has hurt you. Or for some of you, you may still be in that situation where you are being taken av- advantage of. I would say definitely reach out to someone, you know, to a counselor or a pastor or a neighbor or someone. You know, there is help out there for you.
0: Amen. Amen. I'm glad you brought that into light because we definitely so you know faith is action. And so if we really want to see someone come into the kingdom, if we really want we know that hurting people hurt people and that person that is bullying uh or being difficult or whatever, if we intercede for them, that is so powerful. It is it it's like breaking the chains off of them. Because it's so hard on our flesh. (laughs) It's really hard on our flesh when someone has hurt you. And, you know, in that scripture, another version talks about those who spitefully use you. You know, and that's such like strong words. And, you know, but yet Jesus and, you know, April, I think alluded to this earlier, you know, he hung beaten, bruised and bleeding out for us saying, forgive them. They know not what they do. They're clueless. They're being used. They're, they're pawns in a game of chess of life and the enemy is tormenting them and they're turning around and just reciprocating their pain. And it's incredibly important, but I just want to throw in another scripture. This isn't one of the tips, but this is a really beneficial scripture and I have just read it because it kind of goes along the line with what we're talking about. You know, the prayers of those who heard us and that's some powerful stuff. So here we go. It's a big one and I've got it in the New Living Translation here just because I absolutely love this version of it. (laughs)
2: Absolutely. First Timothy 2, 1 through 4. It's the New Living Translation, of course. I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks to them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peacefully and quiet quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth.
0: Oops, I don't know about y'all. But that last part, this is pleasing to God. And so regardless of what we think or feel, isn't that what the Christian walk should look like? Pleasing God, walking in love, uh, praying for people and things like that. So do you want to elaborate on that scripture, Jess? Does it mean anything to you? Or does it ju- anything jump out at you? I'll put it back uh, up there. Ab- Got it. Absolutely. I think... Um-
2: I think so many people, um, you know, even Christians, um, you know, we hear that like pray for people, pray for people that have done us wrong, and they're like, well, man, I've been praying for this guy for so long, and I've been praying that he would come to his senses, and blah 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 blah, and 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 it's like, ouch, hang on, like hold on, <laughs> and and it's it's not so much when we pray for somebody, it has to be us praying. With the love of God for that person and saying, Lord, you know, um, I've got so many examples in my head, but, um, you know, Lord, Lord, bless that person. Start with just bless that person. Bless that person. Show people uh, or bring people to that person that will just overwhelmingly love that person and bring that person to a place where he knows nothing else but the love of God so that his actions will change and it, and I mean and we can't explain it I can't explain it how it happens but man when you love somebody the the freight the or the scripture that talks about loving love covers a multitude of sins it really does it somehow when you love somebody with that with the agape love it it just changes that person. That person has nowhere else to go.
0: You know. And so yeah. You can run, but you can't hide from the love. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. April, final words from you, my sister.
3: Well, I just uh, I just want to pour into someone, you know, that is experiencing that uh, the forgiveness factor and how powerful it is. You know, it talks about um, when the disciples asked, you know, Jesus, how many times am I supposed to forgive? And it's, you know, 70 times seven. Well, if you think about it, those seven is that completion. Right. So obviously it's it's continuously until you are perfect yourself, I guess, is what you know, you can easily interpret that as in, instead of the, you know, 490 times, and then on the 491th time, you don't have to forgive someone. That's not what it means. So I just, uh, I just do encourage you guys to, to operate from that, that position of love, as they are saying in all the things that you do, and, uh, and know that, that when we forgive, you know, um, our Heavenly Father can, you know, forgive us. It opens the door for God to work in our lives, and then it opens the door for us to actually pray for others um, in a way that honors God, honors them and brings them into that same knowledge and awareness of God that we ourselves are operating in. Cause we once were, you know, lost now we're found, but we once were lost. And if we forget that, then it allows that opportunity for us to hold grudges, roots of bitterness to grow in and all sorts of kinds of things. And it makes us sick and and that's not what we want. So um, just encouraging people to at least try to practice forgiveness and practice it, even if it doesn't feel like it's actually working and you're still like, you know, holding on to a little bit of a grudge, but keep on forgiving every time it comes up. And then before you know it, you'll be walking in the fullness of forgiveness instead of, you know, Um, still, still wanting to slap them around. So.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that reminds me of, uh, I did an exercise with a group of women one time and and on one side was a dartboard and on the other side was Jesus hanging on the cross and they didn't know Jesus was hanging on the cross. And so these girls, well, they were women and uh, I gave them the dart and I said, I want you to think about that person that hurt you, that one that you won't forgive. And I want you to aim that dart, and they would, you know, so mad just throw it and everything. And then they th- all threw their darts, and then I flipped it over, and I was like, "Man, they're created in God's image," you know. And that was like a a very rough visual for them to see, but they needed to see it because I think had they not seen it as just what they're doing, you know, whenever we're hating on people, and we are, if we are unforgive, if we are not releasing forgiveness, it's toxic. It is like, it's allowing, you know, uh, free space in our brain and our mind. You know, we're allowing them to occupy and control us. You know, the expression drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. You know, it is really, really, this is a serious thing, y'all. So this love thing is super important and the forgiveness thing. So, okay. Thank you, April. That's so good. Okay. Vanetta.
1: I just want to just um, remind everyone that, you know, the Lord has forgiven us of so much, you know, and I want to encourage you and let you know that you can't conquer what you don't confront. A lot of times the enemy tries to make us feel like confrontation is a negative thing, but it's really not. It just really brings clarity. And what it does is it actually exposes the enemy. So I know some of you are dealing with people that are mishandling you in your life. And what I want to encourage you to do is first take some time and pray. And after you pray, ask the Lord to give you a strategy and to give you wisdom and even ask the Lord to prepare the person's heart for what it is that you will say to them. Because even the way that you confront it, because you cannot conquer what you don't confront, and you cannot confront what you don't confirm. So even as you go to them, I've experienced where I've approached people in love and asked questions about things that I felt looked or came across a certain way. And a lot of times it's really a humbling moment for that person, because sometimes That's just how they may be in their personality and it doesn't make it right. But when you confront it, a lot of times it allows them to see themselves and leave room for the Holy Spirit to bring that conviction too. So I just want to encourage you to pray and ask the Lord to give you wisdom about how to address, because a lot of times by the time we go to people, we're already so over the top hot and just so frustrated and angry that we go and we lash out at people. So I want to encourage you to be strategic as you approach these people or this person. And I promise you, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, it will end well. The Holy Spirit will orchestrate the time, the setting, the place, and at the end of the day, Sometimes he does bring restoration and healing in that. So I just want to encourage you to just first pray and seek the Lord, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. And if you follow him every step of the way, you will not be disappointed in the end.
0: Amen. Amen. I want to thank you ladies for weighing in because you truly have given us a biblical perspective on it. Holy Spirit strategy. Oh my goodness. That is so very good. That's what we need. Uh, I do want to give you a reference here. Um, It's probably one of the few times you'll see me when it comes to addiction and bullying. I do share governmental information. That's about the only time. I'm not saying that I'm anti-government, but healthy mistrust. But anyway, (laughs) here it is. (laughs) Stopbullying.gov has got a lot of tips and information on there. You have to weed through it. But there is some things on there that is practical and you need to educate and equip yourself, especially as your kid is going back to school this year. Uh, This is on the rampant and it's and it's not the kids. It is the brokenness in them and they're acting out. So if you have uh, someone that's being bullied, please take action. Uh, please, you know, if you are a teacher, if you are, you know, around kids at all, be, hey, use fine te- fine-tuned ears of discernment and uh, help them navigate and get the help that they need because hurt kids grow up as hurt adults if they don't get the help they need. And uh, we certainly, like we say here on the show all the time, we don't have all the answers, but we know who does and we trust him. And we want to thank you guys for being on here with us. And we will see you here in a couple of weeks for Godfident Moms. See ya. Bye.